This morning's reflection <clears throat> is about faith. A few days uh, ago, just uh, before this retreat began, I was uh, working in my garden, weeding, uh, tilling the soil, pruning my rose bushes, and making my vegetable garden part of the garden ready for planting. Planting seeds. I do this every year. But every year, again and again, I always notice a sense of awe and a a sense of faith. This year, no seeds are up yet, but I notice all of the little green plants poking through the earth. Again, this year, the same ones that poked through last year. And I know that the seeds that are put into the ground every year, very carefully planted. And then by the end of this retreat, some of them sprouting. And no matter how many times I've done this, which is many times, I always continue to feel again this sense of awe in relationship to the mystery that these tiny little dots that are in my hand and that go into the ground, what they will do. And there's faith based in years of experience that in fact they will, or at least most of them, will eventually burst out of their tiny, tight little cells and grow fruit into lettuce or beads or spinach or whatever it might be, squash. So a few days before the retreat began, I was um, deeply considering this quality of faith and thinking that, again, I would talk about it. It's the perfect time of year to explore it with you. What is it? Where does it come from? How does it work? What's its role in relationship to spiritual practice and specifically in relationship to the teachings and the practices as taught by the Buddha? Is there a difference between faith and belief? And if so, what is the difference? Faith in who? Faith in what? In Henry David Thoreau's book called Faith in a Seed, he says this. He said, 
Though I do not believe that a plant will spring up where no seed has been, I have great faith in a seed. Convince me that you have a seed there, and I'm prepared to expect wonders. In these teachings that we've inherited from the Buddha, faith is one of the is the first actually of five spiritual factors or um, faculties, or as they're called as they develop and mature more, five positive mental factors or five spiritual powers, and the other four being effort or energy, mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. So we could say uh, that one aspect of faith is that it's a power, that it's a strength. The Pali word for faith is sada, and there's actually not one word in English that can really encompass the full meaning of this word sada. Faith from this perspective includes or encompasses trust and confidence, Courage, strength, as I've already mentioned, devotion, and clarity. The literal translation of this Pali word, sada, the literal translation is to place the heart upon. So, in more ordinary English, to connect from the heart, to offer one's heart, to give over one's heart. So we could say that another aspect of faith is that it's a verb, it's an action, to connect from the heart, to offer one's heart, to place one's heart upon. For many years um, I've taught uh, retreats in Israel, and my Israeli students tell me that the root word the root, excuse me, the root of the word faith in Hebrew is actually a verb. They tell me that it's not something that we have, but in fact it's something that we do. So from this word, uh, from this perspective, we could say that we faith. We sada. We're willing There's a willingness to take the next step. There's a willingness to open to the unknown and maybe to see it as as an adventure, even. There's a willingness to embark on this journey. So faith as a power, as a strength, faith as a verb, as an action, to place one's heart upon. From the perspective of the Buddha Dhamma, there are three levels of faith, and I'll just mention this briefly. The first usually occurs when we encounter something or someone that inspires us, which could be maybe a particular meaningful moment for us in the world of nature, or maybe some particular piece of music or a work of art or a Dhamma talk or connecting with some wonderfully inspiring person. 
And of course, any of these, and we've all had these experiences, any of these experiences may engender a level of faith in which we feel a kind of brightness and devotion and maybe love in those moments. But it might not be grounded in wisdom. And so it might possibly be the cause of what we could call a blind faith. This flavor of faith is usually in relationship to something outside of ourselves. Faith may be based in a dependence or on someone or something outside of ourself to make us feel good, to make us feel happy. But of course, all things and people and situations, experiences, everything changes. So this flavor of faith isn't sustainable. And in time, at times, uh, it might even we might even quickly find ourselves somewhat disappointed or maybe disillusioned, sometimes maybe even feeling abandoned. Blind faith often leaves, and then we feel maybe defeated or somewhat thwarted. We've all experienced this at times. The Buddha talked about a deeper level of faith called verified faith. And this faith is based in a confidence that's born out of our own wise consideration, using our own innate intelligence, our discriminating wisdom to investigate our particular experience, whatever it might be. So just briefly, for instance, we have faith to whatever degree, in the truth of impermanence, anicca. Not just because we've heard about it or read about it, but because of our own clear observation, our own investigation, our own reflection on our experience. And the understanding, the insight that arises from our direct mindful attention to our experiences of body heart, and mind. Our faith in the changing nature of things, based on our own experience and direct reflection of our experience, provides actually a great strength and confidence and actually opens the door of the heart and the mind to the perfectly natural fact of what? Of boundless possibility because of things changing. The third level of faith that the Buddha spoke about is really a great power. And this is why it's one of the spiritual powers. The great power of unshakable faith. And this is a faith that we have in the direction of our life's journey, the direction of our spiritual path, meaning a faith in the incredibly vast potential of our understanding. And this unshakable faith is is rooted in verified faith, which, as we keep practicing, it continues to deepen and strengthen and eventually evolves towards bringing the fruits and the gifts of a very genuine concentration, insight, and realization, deep realization.
the primary ingredient of heart and mind by which this happens is learning to stay open. Stay open and stay connected in the experience of the moment. So this is an unshakable faith that's rooted in what we could call opening to the mystery. The truth beyond the realm of our conditioned ideas and opinions, beliefs and feelings. Faith in our own direct, immediate and deepest experience of things just as it is. And this, uh, this path that we're on, this path of awakening, asks a very deep and very profound willingness of us. Willingness to open directly to our experience. To open to the mystery of experience. So just a very brief reflection in relationship to the difference between faith and belief. To travel on this path that we're on, we actually need to rely on faith, not on belief. If we meet experience with a set of beliefs, then our experience becomes a process of interpreting and understanding it so that it conforms to our habituated patterns, our habituated patterns of belief, meaning meaning that patterns that are already in place, pre-established patterns, learned patterns of of perception, various habituated ways of thinking and acting, or more accurately, we could say, various habituated ways of thinking and reacting, which, of course, includes inherited or learned ways from our culture, as well as from all of the various venues of our upbringing. So, faith as willingness. Faith is confidence, confidence and faith based on experience, not based on belief. Sada, faith, confidence and trust. In relationship to our practice, meaning confidence and trust in our own potential for awakening. Faith in our potential, growing from faith in our direct and our deepest experiences. Faith in the possibility of waking up out of suffering, as Annie spoke about last night. Waking up out of the sticky quagmire of ongoing dissatisfaction and discomfort and disappointment, neediness. Faith in the possibility of waking up into the spaciousness of open-hearted presence and ease of being with things just as they are, however they are, inside us and outside of us.
One of my Burmese teachers calls this awakening, becoming a real human being, which I think is a very beautiful way to look at this. Our practice informs us along the way that we must live. That awakening is about living without the false reassurance of explanations, order and structure that we've habitually been attached to and identified with. So stepping into the mystery, embracing life, by learning to live in awareness. And this frees us from a sense of unsatisfactoriness, a sense of maybe hollowness or incompleteness, separateness, that pervades a life based in habitual, conditional, reactive habit patterns. There's just an incredibly great vitality in life that's grounded in awareness. And a quote from, I'm not sure who. (laughs) When you come to the edge of all the light that you know, and you are about to step off into the darkness of the unknown, faith is knowing that one of two things will happen. There will be something solid to stand on, or we will learn to fly. And closing the reflection with a quote by a, a quite a well-known um, 19th century haiku poet, Isa. Inch by inch, little snail creeps up and up Mount Fuji. <laughs> <laughs>